0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hero's Journey and Unschooling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Eddie, here with my very special guest today, Miss Nikki. Say hello, Miss Nikki.
1: Hello, Miss Nikki. But I am not the special guest today. Our special guest is Miss Allie. Woo! Hi.
0: So awesome. So I'm joined today by Nikki and Allie. Uh, Allie being one of our students in the uh, pretty much middle school up almost in high school. A studio working her way up to Launchpad. And uh, today we're gonna go ahead and recap for you guys what happened since the last podcast. Uh, For those of you that are unaware of what Esteem Academy is, we are a private school here in Round Rock, Texas, an affiliate of Acton, Acton School. And at our school, I'm gonna let Allie talk about it a little bit later uh, as far as what we do. Um, But today, let's go ahead and start off. So for all you parents that are listening out there, last week we left off and we talked about teaching humility through some of the new systems that were introduced, One of them being the peace table. And since then, it's pretty much been kind of a hammer and nail situation where we're trying to get the system in place and having the students remember without being confused on how to use the systems. Uh, So with that, I'm gonna turn to Miss Nikki and let her recap kind of what happened starting from Thursday.
1: Well, it, it is a lot of kind of what we've been doing all along where We've we've rolled out these new systems and now we're putting them into place and we've seen that with the amount of information that is being provided in the systems that it's actually best for the students to role play per se to understand when to use what system. Uh, And we continue that again this week. Um, And with the contract creation, the heroes are determining what is important in their studio and what is unacceptable. So we did more of the contract creation and ultimately what happens if those promises are broken? Um, First this morning when we started to talk about that, there was kind of confusion and through an extra long Socratic discussion, some role playing, um, the tribe seems to have a pretty good grasp on the tools that they have available to them if somebody is not meeting expectations um, of what they can do. To hold them accountable, and what is expected of them to, you know, be accountable also.
0: And one of the questions that was expressed today is, what seems to be more challenging? Is it uh, gaining points for your work and working up to badges, or is it dealing with the situations that come uh, to the tribe? Uh, it seemed that for the last week, every single morning when we tried to start with open discussion, it would tend to be tend to be uh, lots of interruptions. Uh, we couldn't get through because either someone was on the floor lying around causing a distraction or uh, arguing with someone. So we tried to yesterday, Tuesday, uh, open with the big rock, little rock example um, to kind of talk about what we can do to manage our time and how we can fit so much of what we have to do um, with our limited time. Uh, And so just kind of talking about what happened Um, Miss Nikki had actually presented to the group, if anyone had uh, done their onboarding quest. And the onboarding quest is basically something that was assigned to all the students uh, in the upper studios uh, and the middle school, and I believe upper elementary as well. And this onboarding quest was positioned to be done either over the summer or around May, I think was the last session of last year. And so far, zero has been completed. So we talked about how urgent and how important it was to go over and complete that onboarding quest. And if we just kept pushing it aside and letting it happen um, later on and not finishing it, we probably would be not have enough space for our activities or our time that we have. So we started off by showing them, you know, putting these little rocks inside of a container, which I'm sure some of you parents have seen before, but for those of you that are listening have never heard of this metaphor. These little rocks would go into a container and also sand would be poured in first with little rocks and mixed in. Little rocks representing things that we want to do kind of on the side, like maybe eh, check an email once in a while for us adults or for students. Eh, I'm gonna go play soccer with my friends. Um, the sand kind of representing little stuff that doesn't really, is not as important. It's like Playing video games all day, um, you know, reading comics and not really getting work done, whatever. Then the big rocks are the really important stuff, uh, whether it's work uh, at home, uh, doing big chores. If all of this stuff starts getting pushed aside, you find yourself in debt of time. So things are having to be done that are actually overdue. And to explain and showcase that in a visual standpoint, we use the rocks. Then Miss Nikki poured them all out and restarted again to express that the large rocks that we have are things like our onboarding quest. Uh, and our badges that we're trying to get to are like the little rocks. So if we actually tackle the big rocks first, which was our contract in the class, and the onboarding quest, if we started chipping away that big rock and then adding all the little rocks, and then we poured the sand on top, it was a very good visual expression, and visual explanation of how we can manage all of these things and still Get it done with our limited time that we have. Um, and with that, we decided instead of just focusing on trying to do core for half a day and going into our quest and doing ser- several different things, um, we wanted to tackle this big rock, which was the contract. It hadn't been completed. Uh, and so we've been working on it for the past, what, two or three days, I
1: think? Well, for weeks now. Well, yeah, uh, true. But they've been doing this. But um, to back up, I just want to kind of correct you and, and to reiterate, I didn't labeled the big rocks as the contract the heroes came up with that themselves they identified that as a big rock something that they saw as being important and the basis of the community because without it how can we hold each other accountable how do people know what the expectations are of them and they determined that as much as they want to get to their core without the systems of accountability in place mainly the contract they're going to come across problems continually until it was done so indeed they determined The contract was a big rock Um, you know my launches are scheduled to be about 30 minutes Um, in this case with the tribe taking it in their own direction it was another you know two two and a half hour discussion but from that what we saw as we saw um, the guides leaving the room and leaving the students to facilitate this contract creation maybe Allie can fill us in on what happened behind the closed door since we weren't in there All we could see that when we returned to the room um, to set up for lunch that those promises that they hadn't tried yet um, had been moved to either the trying category or they had accepted it by two-third vote to add to their contract or rules of engagement or they dismissed it as something, we tried this and we don't want to keep it. And so I think they made great progress with that. Um, And I, I did pose a challenge to the upper students that when we were discussing prioritizing and urgency of matters and what's important what's not is actually contained in that onboarding quest and I challenge them to tell me which activity it was in on that quest uh, for folks who don't know there's a lot to it there's a lot of information in there um, there's a lot of activities in there um, that that ask you to you know dig deep and come up with these answers that they're not just answers that you can pull out of a book and put down or write a right or wrong answer they're answers that require a lot of introspective thinking um, of who they are, the hero that they're you know, trying to be, uh, where they want to go, a lot of explanation on the systems of, of esteem. And without that being done, we are facing some challenges of um, understanding of these systems and applications while um, going through the process of contract creating and rolling out the systems and such. So it would be much easier for everybody if we bumped it up a little bit, top, you know, higher priority, put some, put some effort into it to get those done because the more that the students understand how the system works, the better that they can use it and the further that they can go. So Ellie, is there anything that you can tell us what happened behind that closed door as the tribe was in there working through the contract?
2: um, There was a lot of, I guess, like, Tristan was taking the law of the control, actually. he was being the leader, and um, I guess like the kids they were surprisingly well behaved. I don't well there's a few hiccups, but it was better than I expected it to be. Um,
1: I've seen sometimes when the kids or the the older heroes are leading and maybe it's just my perception maybe it's true but do you feel like the younger students give more attention and pay better attention to the upper students as opposed to the guide and an authoritative figure
2: I think it really depends on the student like there's some that are like oh I know like i talk to this person as a friend I can respect them I can listen to them and there are some people who who are like they're closer to my age I don't have to listen to them so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different responses when it comes to that
0: how did you you said that it went better than you expected so how did you expect it to go first
2: I expected running screaming children (laughs) but um surprisingly everyone just kind of sat down if you were lying down but I guess that's it's not really a problem, but, and it was just better than I expected. I don't really know how to.
0: So what happened as soon as the guides left the room? Cause I know you guys were kind of in a bit of chaos. So like, all right, you guys figure this out. We'll leave it, You will leave you to it. What was like the first thing that, that happened that got everyone to kind of center around the the board?
2: Um, I kind of just like, I kind of started whispering, like if you can hear my hands, clap once. And, just like that thing, but I was like talking really quietly. I've seen um, you do it before, mm-hmm. Mr. Eddie, and I guess like a bunch of kids caught on to that, and it kind of got them settled. And so I was like, "If you can hear, if you can hear me, sit in a circle
1: and listen to Tristan."
0: So you got to the point where you're able to ring. So you wrangled in then. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then immediately passed the baton, or did you guys have that worked out? Tristan was. Tristan and Omar, I believe, were already standing
2: by the board and waiting, so I did kind of pass the baton.
1: Are you okay with that or? um... Yeah,
2: sure. Like, um, I mostly thought, like, I took it upon myself to make sure, like, the kids that tended to be rowdy and started getting rowdy, like, I would go to them and calm them down, I guess. And Tristan and
1: Omar led the discussion. Sounds like you
0: guys were working well together. Seemed like a pretty good team as far as letting, so, you know, and once you guys got all the kiddos wrangled together, what was the next thing? So how did you guys get from, because when we left the room, there was like maybe two pieces of paper underneath one of the lines that said, this is what we want to have in our contract. And when we came back, you guys came out and told us we're ready. There were like eight, I think pieces of paper that moved to the right and then pretty much everything that you guys hadn't tried had already been moved to stuff we want to try or have tried Um, so what what was the I guess voting process of moving things forward
2: Um, so basically one of the two that were up there they like pick a card out and we'd vote like do we agree with this rule do we disagree with this rule and basically majority won but that's not really I'd say how I would do it but I still think that it was effective, and it worked well.
0: Which way would you propose you, you do it for the next, next time we come up with the, the contract?
2: It would be a lot slower, but I think that, like, people who have a, an opinion about whatever the thing is should be able to voice their opinion. And with the way that Tristan and Omar were doing it is it's more majority wins okay so you're
0: you're thinking that if someone disagreed with the rule they should be given a time to kind of explain why and allow people to change their vote versus just let me take one majority vote and then that's going to be the rule for from here on out i'd say so cool
1: more of a socratic style where if you disagree you have an opportunity to present your um ideas yeah i'd put it that way
0: so what were like, I guess, the top three roles that you were like, this is definitely a must and we got to put that up there that you were like, okay, this is definitely unanimous. No one can disagree with this one.
2: Um, I don't really know. Uh, yesterday there is a, a lot of people agreeing on like, I believe it was that we should respect our guides but today, we discussed it more, and we realized that that was kind of already part of our contract, and so we ditched it. Or actually, we cha- did we ditch it or change it?
1: There was a couple that you guys decided um, were either redundant because it was covered in the contract um, or the honor code, or others that um, were kind of duplic- duplicates up there, and I, I did notice that there were some ones that were handwritten, that you had come up on your own, um, that I thought were kind of curious. Uh,
0: Which one were they, were the ones that you, you saw them right up on their own?
1: Um, I will, <laughs> you know I'm thinking of? you want to say it? No. <laughs> Okay, I will. Um, I will not pick my scabs. <laughs> it's a wonder, real issue. It's a real issue. Okay. You,
0: parents, you would think that that's not a big issue. But from our youngest to our some of our oldest, it's a pretty big issue.
1: And that one had been decided to group into the, um, I promised to take care of my body. So that one was kind of consolidated, which... Um, that was what the, what the tribe decided, but it, it does come down to taking care of yourself, um, which is a big rock in order to, you know, take care of other people or go where you want to. You have to take care of yourself, so.
0: So, Allie, what were your top three? Like, if anything on the board, either it's up there or not, what would you be your top three rules?
2: Um, I guess, like, the golden rule, which is exp- respect your tribe mates and the guides and basically everyone I guess that's a really big one for me and um I need to think for a moment no problem um I think respecting the studio space is also a really big one because I've seen I've seen people disrespecting studio space and I don't know why that just bothers me
1: like especially yeah like the boards Mm. We can talk later. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. For those of you that are listening we have and have visited our school space, uh, Ms. Nikki spent her amazing time during the summer to put up some awesome boards with some blue plastic over, and over it uh, just to kind of make, you know, colors pop. And after, I think, what, two days, there were rips and holes and big gaps, and now it looks like a monster just came in through our hallway and tore with their claws on every single board. Sorry, but, yeah. That's, what, that's how it looks. Yeah,
1: and I'm not sure if I'm going to take it down and give up because we can't have nice things or if I'm going to try to patch it um, for the impact of it meant a lot to me and I don't want it just to go to nothing, and I'm going to try to keep it up and hopefully behaviors will change. So I'll let you know how that turns out. Um, and
0: your third one, Allie, so one was golden rule. Second was respecting the space.
1: I had a third
2: one in my head, and I lost it. Um, I guess, like, one that I've seen come to use, like, a lot recently was the use furniture as it's supposed to be used or objects as it's supposed to be used. But I've seen that come into use a lot lately, Mm -hmm. and I guess that's a pretty useful rule now.
0: That's definitely I mean, also a safety concern because if some students are sitting on chairs a certain way, and they fall off or you know hurt their gut or something, we have several kids falling every day in chairs. So that's what the rules are proposed <laughs> for. Uh, are there any any rules on the board or anything that you see on the board or the contract board that you just completely one hundred percent disagree with that maybe the tribe voted to put on there? Not
2: currently, not really. Well. I guess now, do so
0: you're pretty much in agreement with what's what everyone's put up there so far?
2: I think all of the rules would make the tribe better and have good intentions.
1: Do you think that we should have a rule about shoes or make it a part of our freedom levels, or do you think that there's no problem with the the Cinderella syndrome that happens at school
2: um I personally don't find it as much of a problem because, like, I guess I feel like I'm speaking from my dad's mouth right now, but um, he thinks that, like, walking barefoot is natural and that people should be doing it more. I don't, like, Uh those are his words, but I agree with them, so I think having your shoes off is fine.
0: I'm down for the shoes off during yoga just everyone, you know, as long as your socks are clean enough. Awesome. Well, thank you, Allie, for sharing. That's really really cool and insightful to see what happened while us guides left the room for a little while. Um, So, I'd like to segue into our next little section that we brought up here. I wanted to bring Allie in because her dad gave her a little shout-out last show, and Allie's been doing such an amazing job so far, in my opinion, uh, this year as well as last year. And let's go ahead and get to know Allie a little bit (laughs) so first question I have for you Allie is what do you like to do for fun
2: um I guess like I game a lot not well I guess and I listen to I don't I don't know what I like to do for fun I just I don't know (laughs)
0: What's if you if you were at Soaring right now with your freedom level, what would you do during free time? Hmm.
2: I do not know. I guess, like, I'd still probably be drawing, I suppose. I draw a lot, but it'd be nice to have a freedom and have reference pictures and stuff.
0: What are some of the, the favorite things you like to draw for fun? Because so I've seen some of your drawings. For those of you that are listening, like... Allie's a pretty good illustrator, so to see, you know, where, where you're wanting to go, wherever your journey takes you, like, what are some of the fun things that you like to draw?
2: I mostly draw, like, people and things that I guess are, quote-unquote, alive. Like, I, get, I see a lot of people who like to do landscape and such, but that's just really not my thing. I like seeing action in my stuff.
0: It's like seeing superhero battles and fight sequences and stuff. It's right.
2: more of just people like moving around freely, like not just standing like a statue. I've just gotten over that and how to draw free movement.
0: That's cool. Yeah. So you're, you're getting into uh, movement and poses and things like that for learning how to do fluid drawing movement. Yeah. yeah. So what um, you said you liked a game. What what game? What's the most recent game you played? Whether it's mobile or. On a console what's the most recent game you played
2: um i'm a big fan of blizzard games i guess like i'm not sure if it was overwatch or world of warcraft but they're both awesome
0: yeah if there are any world of warcraft fans out there please call in and we'll play your message on the next one so we can see (laughs) maybe what your gamer tag is and you and Allie can go on a on a quest so what is it about um i guess the blizzard games because you mentioned blizzard and for those of you who don't know, Blizzard is a local company based here in Austin. Um so why Blizzard? What is it about Blizzard that you like so much?
2: I don't know. They just they just make really good games. Like I've seen other I don't I don't know.
0: <laughs> is it the art style that's in the game that you- that pops out to you cuz I'm being an illustrator and seeing movement?
2: It is really impressive artwork, but I guess just I don't,
0: I don't know. So there's, if you had the choice between Overwatch or WoW, which would it be?
2: Overwatch. <laughs> no question.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right. So let's go ahead and get into your hero's journey a little bit. Um, you came to us in, I guess, the, was it third session, Miss mm-hmm. Nikki? I, I think, think it of was- Last year.
1: Uh, was the second second session? Did you participate in the Kid Hero tour? Dive? I did. Yeah. That so was was it was the
0: second, second session, yeah. Um, so almost a year ago. To to today, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you showed up, right? You did a tour of the space. Um, what was your journey like before you showed up and walked through those doors?
2: Um, well, I was in I guess public school for most of my life. Um, I guess I really didn't like it. It just didn't feel right being stuck in a desk for so long in a day. It just and not having to sit down, shut up, and listen. It's not. It just wasn't for me. I guess.
0: What was it about sitting in a desk and being told, you know, what to learn, when to do it? Um, What was it that kind of bothered you? That uh, when was that moment that you realized, hey, this is probably not for me.
2: Um, I guess, um, I talk with my dad a lot about this stuff, and he's actually the one who told me about how school is like, sit down, shut up, and listen, but, um, I guess I kind of just realized when I was talking to him, like, I don't want to sit down and listen to someone else for the rest of my life. I want to be able to get up and lead, and I guess esteem lets me do that.
0: So you had some sort of calling, you were like, I... I want to be a leader rather than just be a follower.
2: Yeah, I did.
0: Have you met other or heard of other leaders that maybe you look up to? Like, what are some of, who are some of your leaders that you, you admire?
2: Um, I don't quite know. Like, I guess I've already talked a lot about my dad. He's probably listening to this, but, um, (laughs)
0: <laughs> Miss Nikki's almost tearing up.
2: <laughs> but I just
1: look up to him a lot, I guess. Well, that's good because he's a, a you know, pretty good role model and hero to look up to. So that's great.
0: So speaking of your dad, so um, was he the one that told you about his team and said, Hey, Allie, we should check this school out? Or how did you guys come across his team?
2: Um, My dad told me that he actually heard it from a friend, I believe that lives up in Canada or something, but they said that they want to move, I think it was a Facebook post, but they said that they wanted to move down here because they heard of Acton Academy and thought it was just so great, and I was like, wow, Ali might like that, so.
0: So you all looked into it, and then I remember your first day as a tour and going through Mm -hmm. and seeing all the space. Um, what was what was going through your head when you were walking through?
2: this place is cool <laughs> that's <laughs> all I was thinking, I guess like I saw some of the students and I just thought that this was a place that I think I might be happy to be in.
0: What were some of the differences that you saw like compared to you know whole life of public school and your other school you went to to what you saw happening here? what were some of the big differences that you that definitely helped you make your choice
2: um I guess like the children here are treated just the same as the adults here they have opinions too and they can change the rules if they're not happy with it and bring it up to the tribe and I thought that was so cool I thought that was the coolest thing because I've never seen that before
0: so in your first um, Socratic discussion Miss Nikki's trying so hard not to cry (laughs) right now (laughs) So, in your first, when you first got here, right, um, the, and finally became a tribe member, joined the school, um, you were in your first Socratic discussion. Um, how long? How did you feel you've grown since that first Socratic discussion to today?
2: Um, if I remember correctly, the first Socratic discussion I was ever in, I think that I was really quiet. I was just listening because that's what I was so used to and now I'm just like not afraid to speak up and voice my opinion and I think that's pretty great.
1: I remember Ellie um, coming in for uh, an interview, a family interview because we do that with all of our um, incoming heroes and she was not the leader that she's becoming. Um, At that first interview she was V- very quiet and reserved um, didn't talk much um, absorbing a lot taking it all in and that Allie is a world away from where she's come in this last year um, the the leadership um, I mentioned it in podcasts before that Allie isn't the loudest she doesn't have the most to say she's not the oldest but when she does speak it's well thought out it's um, usually an insight that you haven't considered from a deeper place um, that makes you thinking, ma- get you thinking, or um, you know c- confirms what you are already thinking. And that that was that was growth. I mean, she didn't just pop up and happen. And it's huge from where you started, Allie, and where you become. That I I'm gonna start crying again if I think about. <laughs> <laughs> what it's it's going to look like in the next year and and where you're going to go with that. And I know that whatever you decide, yeah, here it comes, whatever whatever path you decide to take, that you're going to be okay. I know it. And a year ago, you know, I might not have been able to say that. I might have been concerned for um, your emotions um, or your confidence, Um, but I can definitely say now that I can see it in you that when you decide to, to take something on that you'll be successful at it because you have it inside of you to, to do it and we've seen that grow here and we've seen that come out here um, so I'm glad that you know, your family decided to, um, to jump on board and, and take the risk because um, there was some risk attached I mean, it was our first year um, second session and we didn't have a whole lot of tribe members Um, you came to us just wanting to draw for a long time and I think that was the unschooling like the de-schooling process where you kind of had to um, relax. Do you feel like there was a, a period when you started here that you were unwinding or getting comfortable or relaxing kind of like unlearning what you were familiar with in previous education?
2: I think that I might have actually started back growth in the first week like I started seeing how other people were acting and how other people were like (laughs) speaking and all that I'm like whoa I can do that (laughs) (laughs) and I guess that's kind of just where it started I yeah
0: so you gained your confidence in the year and it's funny because Miss Nikki's right When, when Allie speaks even though she doesn't speak loudly or isn't the biggest one in the room. It's like Yoda talking. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just like, what, is, what does Allie have to say?
1: Or sometimes <laughs> when she's quiet and we're the, we've come out of, you know, we've said everything we can say we look to Allie. <laughs> like, okay, what, you it, what, what do you got? What are you thinking? <laughs> can you guide us? But
0: well, it's funny because sometimes I see Allie like just being really patient and you can kind of see her like, I really want to say something, but I'm wait for the right <laughs> moment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep this inside. I'm going to wait. Okay, let me say it. And she does. And everyone's like, Oh, yeah, why didn't you say that earlier? And everyone was agreeing with Ali. And we get a lot of those moments every time, you know, you bring up a good topic or a good point. There's even sometimes I will say in in, in the last year, where as guides, we changed our mind completely on on certain things, because Ali made a good point. One of them being last year about everyone starting at a certain freedom level. I don't know if you remember this, Ally.
2: Oh, I remember. But when,
0: when everyone was deciding what freedom level we should start at, whether it was nesting or flying or soaring, Miss Nikki and I were like, everyone's going to start at at nesting. Nobody's <laughs> flying. They don't deserve it. They don't get to get on electronics. They don't get to go free. No. Well, you know, off with their head, they should start at mm-hmm. the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's what we thought. But then Allie had made a good point.
1: Wait, before, before you get to Allie that didn't that was not a very popular decision no and the the heroes were up in arms and why blah 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 you know you know how it, it comes out of you know um mouth sometimes when they're upset it's just you know complaints and um excuses or arguing or that kind of thing and then Allie, um go ahead
0: yeah then, then Allie <laughs> comes up and makes a very good point and said, well, maybe we should try flying and see if we deserve to stay there. And if we don't do a good job, then we'll be more than happy to go back to nesting.
1: And to mm-hmm. take into consideration the, the work that they had done leading up to um, leading that. am leading up to it, oh. yes. Mm-hmm. So and we were going
0: to start everyone at ground zero. But Allie was like, well, we've been doing all this work for a session or two. Can we consider that and apply that to our freedom level? And that's when we changed our mind completely and we're like, absolutely, that's a great point, you know. Um, So she even has an effect on the guides (laughs) Mm -hmm. when she speaks. And that's a perfect example of, you know, finding your voice and growing from being quiet and, you know, conservative and really to yourself and shy to not being afraid to speak up.
2: And I remember like at that time and I think Miss Nicole agreed with me first mm-hmm. and like said that out loud. I was like, whoa. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> well, yeah, for the record,
0: that was Miss Nicole.
2: <laughs> like, I whoa, I just changed the I just changed an adult's mind. I didn't know I could do that. Yeah.
0: How how was that feeling?
2: It was crazy. Like I don't know how to describe it. But just like knowing that I could have that power. Mhm
1: was pretty awesome and we've used that with other situations um at the school and within our own families too is that you can have a different opinion and that's okay and when you want somebody to hear it you can't complain and shout it and just grieve about it you won't make the progress you will if you put together a well calculated thought and present it in a manner like you did, Allie, of like, hey, here's another idea can, to consider. You know, have you considered this possibility? And presenting it in that articulate manner makes somebody listen and consider it. Because if you just yell those things and complain and argue, it's going to fall onto deaf ears. And um, your point isn't going to be made um they're not going to understand where you're coming from so in this situation can be applied to other life things too um you know there's if you are going to protest don't just stomp and kick and complain put together your thoughts make a a well-spoken argument and present it in a manner that can be heard by other people so i appreciate you teaching me that lesson too because you know i'm the more of the stomp and complain um but now i can see the other perspective of presenting a good argument, and respecting the people um, who have the courage and insight and different views than mine. That I'll listen when they they speak also. So it, it's it's a reciprocate reciprocity. All these words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Allie, um, we talked about how you overcame that ability to really. Find your own voice and be able to speak up. So, other than that, um, over this the course of this year, what have been some of your biggest fears or monsters that you feel you had to tackle, and, and how did you overcome those those fears?
2: I remember on the first like the first day I was coming here, I was worried about fitting in, but I guess like that was a big fear of mine, like. Um, and after that, I guess, like, I just came to school and that I saw how diverse everyone was here. I was like, I just thought that that probably wouldn't be a problem while I was here. And I don't know,
0: like, were there some, some of the things that you noticed that you definitely connected to As you said there was such a diverse group. Uh, students but even though they were all diverse you all felt connected so what was that one thing that you definitely felt like there's there's something between me and the tribe here that's really clicking
2: i saw how like everyone talked with each other and everyone was so different and the same at the same time it's it's so weird but i guess like that's how I knew that I was going to fit in and I was going to have a connection. And
0: Did you feel um, somewhat guarded? Because you said your your biggest fear was fitting in. Um, what was it that helped you kind of bring that wall down?
2: Um, I guess I made friends. I guess, like... And my friends were basically everyone here. So there's, like... Not one person here that I don't like or I just like don't like, I don't want to talk to or don't want to be around. There's just not one person here that's like that. So I just felt like I was talking with friends instead of talking with a group of classmates.
0: It's very interesting as well because even the younger students, you know, are really littles like Mason and Riley and Katie. Every time you walked in the door, it's always like, "Allie." <laughs> I
1: do that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when Allie walks in the door, we were all genuinely excited to see Allie, but she's definitely a magnet for the younger students. Um, so they- is that
0: is that something that like, to start off your day, that's the first thing you see when you walk in the door? So you know most days. So does that motivate you to kind of get get the day done and conquer your other fears that you might possibly have?
2: It really does like just seeing a bunch of people so happy to see me and it's just so awesome to see that and it just makes me think that I want to do stuff that gets me more of that tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Tackle on the next monster. So on your journey, um, eventually you'll become a mentor right? Mm -hmm. Which we hope that every hero when they go through the journey ends up sharing whatever information, whatever golden nugget that they can give. So I'm gonna give you that opportunity right now and maybe next year we ask the same question or in a couple months, depends on what we learn, but what advice would you have to others out there that are listening that maybe went through the same thing you went through? Maybe they're currently in public school don't have the opportunity to come to esteem but are in public school dealing with the same thing what what piece of advice could you give them to help them conquer that fear
2: I guess like don't be shy don't be shy of what like I came here i when I came here is a big challenge so I was shy and I was afraid to tackle it but I think if I have been more confident than every like I guess I would have tackled that monster easier. Were you shy in public school? Yes, I was. Like, I remember um, I would actually try and stand out and be myself. And I would be called weird and all of that. But, and I started accepting that. And it became so much, like, people started noticing that. And they started actually calling me normal. To try and get on my nerves. It's really actually funny that that happened. People like usually think of weird as an insult, but if they start saying, "Allie, you're normal," is it's so weird to think about now.
0: So being yes. being called weird for you, you are like, "Yeah, I embraced it." And once once the the bullies or the haters or whatever you want to call them trolls. Um, started seeing that you actually embraced who you were regardless if it was weird or not. they try to do something to kind of you know, hack that down and do the opposite and say, oh well you know, being weird is actually, if you're okay with it then you're normal instead of being weird. (laughs) Trying to do the opposite. Well, I, I, I think that'd be, I mean, I'm weird. We just I'm had, awkward, so. All
1: weird. We had a student, Mia, today said, I love this school. Everybody is so weird in their own way. And That's okay. our new tagline.
0: Esteem yep. <laughs> <laughs> Academy, everyone's weird in their own way. <laughs>
1: but it's embraced and it's appreciated. And like you said, you know, fitting in is the biggest fear. And I think that that is a big problem in the public school is that kids feel like they need to fit in. Because if they don't, they're a target. And so that there's that fear, like, please help me just fit in because I don't want to be a target. But instead what's happening is these weird, wonderfully weird personalities are being compromised. I am frightened to think, well, what would happen, Ellie, if we didn't have the opportunity to have you here and have your wonderfully weird personality <laughs> coming out? Because it's it's awesome. It is amazing to see. I mean, the enthusiasm you have for Hamilton or games and you were just reading a digital comic book. I mean, Allie's cool. Like <laughs> I get to hang out with Allie. Like I don't have many of my friends that I could say that about, but I get to see that grow in in Ali as a young hero and her share that with other people in our school too. It's a huge blessing and it Really breaks my heart that so many kids in a traditional system are being made to feel like there's something wrong with them, or the, you know, that they need to be somebody else and not embrace who they are and grow that. Um, so, if we have to take one student at a time, it's like <laughs> the, you know, throwing the starfish back out in the sea. It, it mattered to that one, and there's a billion of them, but one at a time. I'm glad you're here, Allie, and I'm glad to see you growing. And if you are in a traditional school and you feel that way, I'm taking moderator talk now, Mr. Eddie. No, you good. <laughs> like take, I'm good with this podcast. If, if you're in that position, know that, one, you're not alone. This is something that is across the board. People feel this way. And, two, if you see somebody who is weird or feeling left out, go to them and talk to them and and welcome that and maybe we'll find a kindred spirit in that person too.
0: That's what I think, with all the craziness that might be going on in the real world, either some kids aren't aware and parents are, but most importantly, I think is that everyone treats each other as human beings. And that's what's great about this place is that we don't see each other as third graders, fifth graders, higher high school, everyone here is treated like a human being. I think this is what you're talking about, Ali, is that everyone's treated as the same, regardless of age, uh, gender, whatever, background, uh, religion. They're all treated like human beings. Um, so to piggyback off what uh, Miss Nikki was saying, that if you are out there and you're listening to this and you're not aware of what we kind of do here at Esteem or just, you know, embracing your weirdness, we, we're in a city, Austin, and our tagline is Keep Austin Weird. Mm-hmm. And... And I totally agree with that because everyone here in Austin has their own little quirks and things and uh, fun stuff. But for those of you that are out there that are listening right now, as Ali said, if I can sum it up, is just own whatever it is you think makes you weird. Whether you're into art, want to spray paint your hair purple every day, if you're out there and you love listening to Descendants and you're a 17 year old kid in high school and you just love Disney musicals then (laughs) sing out loud all the Disney musicals you can Um, I say that because I'm 26 years old and people think that I'm silly for knowing all the Descendants songs and a little bit of all the dances for all the Descendants movies Uh, but the kids love it, it's fun (laughs) that's my weirdness you know. I like Disney movies but if you're out there, just again, own it as as Allie said, be confident. Don't be shy of what it is that makes you weird inside. Just own it and find other people out there that are like you and keep you connected. So I think it's awesome advice, Allie. Yeah. So Allie, before we leave, is there anything else you want to tell us about? Anything you're working on, or someone out there that you want to give a shout out to or say hi?
2: Um, I know for pretty, it's pretty much a fact that I know about now that. My dad is going to hear this, and he's going to share it with the entire family and all of Facebook. <laughs> so, I guess, hi. <laughs> How's it going?
1: I can't blame mm-hmm. him, Allie. You're really something to be proud of. And the relationship that you have with your dad and the relationship of your entire family um, is is wonderful to see. Because a lot of times in, um, you see you know busy people being pulled in multiple directions which is true for your family but there's this heart and there's a heart of the soul of your family that brings you all back together and it's absolutely beautiful to see so I would if I was your parent I'd be showed from the roof, rooftops too <laughs>
0: <laughs> instead of uh, opening in in the morning with Allie, it's uh Chip on the top of a building. Allie! <laughs> <laughs> Does
1: awesome. he do that when you wake up in the morning and come downstairs? And, well, now he's yeah. going to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. You get <gonna> double,
0: double <laughs> cheers in the morning for you. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Allie, for taking time with us and sharing your hero's journey. Um, wish you all the best of luck this year and future years to come. Again, as your guides will be here to help you along the way and set up the guardrails along that bowling alley as you described, (laughs) (laughs) as you described today during our closing session. Uh, Miss Nikki, would you like to close with anything or tell our audience anything?
1: I'm really proud of Allie. She was about as excited as, as for this pod- podcast as I was for my first one. <laughs> so it was really cool to see like her face getting red and how nervous she was. And then now it's me, and the, the old pro, like, "Oh, you got this." this is yeah,
0: <laughs> we're, we're five episodes in. We got this. You know. So
1: I'd love to have Allie back in the future um, to you know check in and share some insights. So please come back and and share with us anytime, Allie.
0: And for everyone out there listening, um, go ahead and. Go ahead and call in for this uh podcast episode, and we'll play your questions on the next episode and this question this week's question is how did you find your voice? What was that moment in your life that you decided to own your confidence and finally find out how you were able to speak up about it um so go ahead answer that question for us, and I'll put it on the next podcast but that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening um as always, I have here with me Miss Nikki. And our special guest today, Allie. And I'm Mr. Eddie. You've been listening to The Hero's Journey. And as always, keep learning.